podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for our Spotify Live live show. Uh, Quick update up front. It looks like the folks would prefer next week for a little bit of change of schedule, folks. So the entire uh, schedule is going to be thrown off just a little bit. So we are going to have the game review on Monday. Hoping to get some sort of basketball content uh, and interview on Tuesday. If not, we'll get uh, a Q&A show on Tuesday. But instead of going live on Wednesday, we're going to go live immediately after the exhibition game versus Washburn. And that will publish on Wednesday. So we are going to then have the game preview for Texas publishing on Thursday and then the whip around show on Friday. So there will be a little bit of a change in schedule. Um, I know not everyone uh, follows the Twitter account. I know uh, most, or most folks do, but if you're listening to this, That will be the schedule next week. Again, it'll be Monday. We will have the Oklahoma State Review. Tuesday, either Q&A or some basketball interview content. Wednesday, you will hear the live show that we will record Tuesday after the K-State Washburn game. Thursday, the Texas Preview. And we will have the Friday Whip Around. So next week, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll see the first broadcasted exhibition game of the Jerome Tang era. And we will switch up our recording schedule for the first time this fall. Before we get into this version of the live show, remember we are sponsored by the great, delicious, always creative Manhattan Brewing Company. This homecoming weekend, get down there, grab a couple four packs, take them to your tailgate. Then after we beat Oklahoma State, As you're celebrating, head back to Manhattan Brewing Company so you can get some of the freshest, best tasting, like I said, very creative brews, the best beer in the entire state of Kansas right there in the Manhattan Brewing Company taproom. All right, let's get into it. Let's get a little sad before we move on. Let's put a bow, the final bow, on that TCU game. We're going to start with my guy, Aaron. Aaron, uh, just final thoughts on that TCU game. Yeah, honestly, one of the most uh, up-and-down games I've ever seen, uh, not just K-State, but just sports in general. Um, so much to unpack from this game. Um, going into it, you know, I think we all felt reasonably confident, you know, going on the road like we've done. You know, we've shown we can do that in, in big spots. And early on, you know, okay, we get Martinez going out. Will Howard comes in. 
And all of a sudden, it's like, what is what is happening? You know, I was watching the game with a, a good buddy. Uh, looked at him is just like, what is going on? Cade Warner is snagging left-handed touchdowns and Will Howard zipping it in left and right. And then right before halftime, it completely changed. Whatever was going through our coaches' minds, the mindset on the sidelines or up in the box, I know there were injuries, but our mindset right before halftime, it changed. The defense gave up a big play. They marched down, get a touchdown. At that point, it was a different ball game. So really throughout, just one of the most up and down, really craziest games I've ever seen. Um, Really a lot to unpack. I'm sure we'll get into it more and more. But I just – I still can't believe what I watched, to be honest, Scott. Just really amazing. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's not on the level of uh, 2012 uh, Baylor 1998 uh, A&M or even – if you want to get down to the nitty gritty 2014 Baylor TCU, because those either of those game games uh, switch the outcome that gives you a trophy, but that is that game really was on the second tier, especially me being there in person. Let's go to the good chef Andre Napier. Chef, uh, put a bow on it. Final thoughts uh, from that uh, TCU game? Yeah, I mean, this is literally the first time I've talked about K State sports in. Well, since Saturday, really, it's been a a morning process. I've uh, been I've taken a vow of silence until just now about the game. Uh, Thinking about it, it it kind of sucks that the injuries went the way it went. I mean, it was one of the most physical games I've seen K State a part of in a long time. Uh, I don't know if, like Aaron said, I don't know if it was a mind state thing for the coaches or a philosophy change. I didn't really see much of a difference. It was just more execution. They kind of – TCU had a part in it. They're not a bad team. They're actually a really good team in my opinion. Their defense totally changed and said, you know, we're just going to force you guys to just beat us. And if you guys can keep making circus catches or uh, Will Howard can throw it in there like he's been doing it, then so be it. But the momentum switched, and it was – I mean, that was really it. I mean, that touchdown before half really kind of sealed the fate and just took all the momentum away from us. So, you know, it was a, a ugly loss in the terms of getting so beat up. I mean, if we would have lost on our – like going down on our shield with all our players fully healthy, ready for Oklahoma State, I would have felt a lot better about the loss. But not only did we take the L, but, I mean, half our team – like. All the Big 12, basically anybody that was first team voted first team preseason all Big 12 is banged up and hurt, like, and it's not good. So, I mean, it's just insult to injury. So, the TCU game hurt, like, on multiple levels. Yes, it does. Let's n- now go back to uh, a small business owner, a veteran, and someone who uh, roasts uh, uh, great coffee bean, Nick the Coffee Bean, put a bow on this TCU game from your point of view. Yeah, man, I was I was pumped. I was, you know, wore my Wabash uh, shirt all day, got pumped up, and then just watched it unfold. And I, like Chef, I just I couldn't couldn't talk about it until today. I mean, even. On Twitter, I couldn't really talk about it. Just talking with some of my buddies and my family and friends, and it just couldn't, like Chef said, couldn't talk about it. So uh, it was frustrating, but 
Um, there's always a half glass, half empty glass full, whatever you want to say that. Uh, Will has progressed. And, you know, if 9 a.m. can't go on Saturday, I'm excited to see what Will can do um, and see what he can uh, progress into. And um, we just got to get healthy. That's just the main, obviously, that's the number one goal here is to get healthy. But I think we can uh, reset 24-hour. Obviously, that's over. Um, We're ready to Yeah, it's going to be a big one on Saturday. Let's go to the Lynxmen. Cleet, you know, from your point of view, uh, anything about the TCU game before we move on? No, just echoing what a lot of others have said. You know, it wasn't – that was a, you know, depressing ride back Sunday. I don't know if I've been, you know, just that kind of depressing is the only word that can come to mind. It wasn't really, you know, mad. It wasn't frustration. It was just depressed. And so that was – Interesting, but just a crazy game of, you know, people talk about the injuries. Like, not that many people went down on the field, too. And it's like, then you just looked up and here was a guy running to the locker room or in the tent. And so it's just a weird game. Um, hopefully we can move past it and get ready for this. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Matt's girlfriend, Heather. Um, she had to deal with Matt and I immediately after the game. Uh, a very depressed uber ride back to the hotel room and then with us driving the next day so she's an absolute trooper dealing with matt and i who both uh were were uh, probably not very pleasant to be around uh for the 12 hours following that game 12 to 24 hours after that game so shout out to her and it it was the exact same that that drive back up i-35 was not very fun uh, we'll go to Ema Elvis. Ema Elvis put an end to that purple clash. Well, I got to say it was fun to be down there. Uh, and if if you're just a college football fan and didn't have any skin in the game, it was a fantastic ball game. And uh, but but for Wildcat fans, it was of course an emotional roller coaster where it went from just elation and I was texting, "This is fun," you know, and. Uh, and then you start to see this stream of people in white jerseys limping to the sideline or going to the tent or going to the locker room. And, you know, you have thoughts of uh, sabotage pregame meal and everybody's got diarrhea or something. This, you know, we, it was just the stuff we were talking about is uh, kind of funny as we look back at it. But we were thinking Will Howard – came to play and he is a grown up man and the way he was swinging that ball around, we thought it was going to be a blowout 28 to 10. And then all of a sudden the, the walls started caving in. And, uh, so it was a bummer driving back seven plus hours, but, um, I I'm enthusiastic about this weekend. I think we can, give Oklahoma state a game and come out a winner. So, yeah, that's, that's a great part about, uh, you know, sports in general, you know, there's always another game except for at the end of the season, then you have to wait like nine months, but Hey, we're still in it. We still have plenty of games left this season. Let's go next to kudos. Go ahead. I got to give kudos to the marketing event team, whatever they're called that does the video, the music, uh, they kept that place juiced the entire game. It was 
it was pretty amazing what they do down there. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting uh, down there. They they do a lot of uh, music and uh, stuff during the game. Um, nothing, like literally up until the 28-minute mark, though, they didn't even have music for the fans. It, it was it was a very weird pregame um, before, like, the actual, like, band and all that type of stuff started. Uh something I've never experienced, but in game, it, you, you never heard their band. It was all music and all like hype videos, the hypno toad or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, it, it definitely was uh, a, a unique in that way. So that's a good call out. Uh, we'll go to Colorado Cole next Colorado Cole uh, put a bow on this one. And, and honestly, it sounds like you should have been there uh, because you're the good luck charm. It seems like for away games, you're one and no, I'm one and one. So we need you to get down there for the, for the next game. Oh man, I guess. I mean, I'll be honest, Fort Worth looked like a lot more fun than Ames was. So there was a time where I was kind of thinking, man, maybe I went to the wrong one, but once we lost, I was definitely not thinking that. Um, but, yeah, just sucks to have your heart ripped out like that. Um, just a game where we all feel like we should have won, and it was just a lot – it took a lot of misfortune on our end to lose that game. And even then, still kind of seemed like we were sticking around a little bit. There was still a sliver of hope, you know, uh, just kind of lived – it was like a slow, painful death watching that game. But, you know, it's – it is what it is. You know, you got to leave it behind you and move on to the next one. Yeah, I've got to get back on the horse. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, uh, put a bow on it. What was your POV for that game? Yeah, I'm still just, I don't know. It was very disappointing. I was still kind of pissed. Not at any player or coach for anything, just, you know, the way it all unfolded because I really – feel that we are better than they are and and it was playing out that way in the first half and and then to see it just kind of fall apart there was very disheartening and you know that it's related you know it got so many people injured and there's really you know i don't even know if they're gonna be who's gonna be will, or, uh, able to play this weekend so honestly i've i don't know just haven't really even I didn't even know what the spread of the OSU game was till yesterday when my dad texted it to me. I haven't even looked it up. So I don't know, I'm just kind of trudging through, getting ready slowly. I'll probably be amped up by Saturday, but I don't know, it just sucked. Yeah, I <laughs> I think it, it sucked. I think that I think that's the tagline. We'll go to Jesus, uh, who who is down there in Texas. Probably not around too many TCU fans because, uh, quite frankly, I don't think there's a ton of them. Uh, but hey, who knows? Uh, so, so what was your uh, thoughts on the uh, TCU game? Yeah, I mean, we got a couple FUs at the beginning of the game from some of the TCU fans at the bar that we were at, but uh, we surprisingly got some from a couple KU fans that were there too. But I just had to laugh at them. Um, it's a disappointing game. I, you know, I, I'm, I became a K State fan after 2012. So I haven't seen, like, the amazing success that some of you longer-term K-State fans have seen. And in my mind, I, you know, a one-loss team to a top 25 Tulane, I was thinking, 
we could still, you know, we still have a chance of making the playoffs if we win out. And, uh, you know, we could be, we could maybe fill that third or fourth spot. Um, so it was a, it was a disappointing game for, you know, the same reason that everyone's kind of, kind of already mentioned that we, we could have had them. Um, but, you know, it's a testament to how thin we are when it comes to depth. Um, and even though we've got a stellar team, it's unfortunate that we have to let this one slip. I, I'm I'm not as worried about Oklahoma State, and I'm, I guess maybe some of the questions will, will focus on that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still not over it. I've still got the blues and had to force myself to fully listen to some of these Bosco Boys episodes because it's just sad. But we're getting there. I made it through I made it through that uh, the, the, the first tough one. So, yeah. I, I didn't know if I was going to make it through recording that one, especially immediately after. But uh, I, I think we all need to rally around the team and get to Arlington so Jesus can see us win a uh, Big 12 championship game. So uh, we, we need to we need to pass that on to the boys so, so they know uh, got to get to Arlington for you because, yeah, since 2012, uh, I mean, 2014 was a lot of fun. 2016 wasn't bad, but. We need to see you. We need you to witness us lifting up a Big Twelve uh, championship trophy. Uh, let's go to Coley Dub to finish uh, finish us off before we move on to Oklahoma State. Coley Dub, uh, you know it, it was bad enough that you delete, deleted Twitter off your phone. So I think we know uh, how you took the game. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was just really drunk and mad about many things. So I uh, haven't reactivated my Twitter, but I probably will come Friday or Saturday to get excited for the game. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to this weekend, but about the TCU game, I just say, you know, basically the same thing as what everyone else has said. I, like I think Colorado Cole said, it's it was a really slow, slow death, I'd say. Um, but, I mean, you know, bright spot, at, you know, Will Howard really looked like he's progressed. Obviously, it's one game, but. Hopefully, if we need him in the future, he can continue with his play and we can get some very crucial dubs going forward to get back. Yeah, we we still control our own destiny. And quite frankly, if we win on Saturday, I like our chances to make it to Arlington at even seven and two. So uh, I'm ready to move on. That officially closes the the chapter closes the TCU game. So I now forbid all of you as the cult leader of this show uh, to think about the TCU game. It's time to move on. I'm not a very good cult leader because I have no way to actually force you guys to do what I say. Uh, And I'm probably going to not even do it either, but let's move on as a group and talk about Oklahoma state. Uh, Let's get keys to bees. Let's start talking about what it's going to take to get this dub. I want to start off with Ema Elvis uh, because he still has, you know, the best game day attire of ever, everyone. So, Ema Elvis, what's your biggest key to be tonight or for uh, Saturday? We're not playing tonight. Well, I think the first stop is at Manhattan Brewing Company to get the Elvis Stout that they just announced. Hell yes, it is Stout season. Go pick that up at Manhattan Brewing Company wearing your Charlie Hustle shirts. So, Ema Elvis, that is a great first key. Brewed with roasted peanuts and bananas, baby. I love it. You should be getting an NIL deal for that. Slap you on the can. (laughs) I had nothing to do with it, but I'd be happy to participate. Um, Key to B is next man up, ball out, and make 
big plays. That's what they got to do because we're going to be short of help. But I think if we can do that, we're going to be okay. Um, Deuce is due for a big day. I think we got to get him out there one-on-one against some people and um, get him out on the edge a little bit and, and make him break some ankles and get some big plays. He, he needs a, another day where he's got 150 rushing and another 75 uh, receiving yards. So that's what I think is the key to be. I think for the very first play of the game, we need to bring in Jaron Lewis, let him just get, get completely swarmed by the Oklahoma State defense and somehow stay up and dump it off to Deuce for like a 90-yard uh, you know, catch and run like he did last year, except start the game with that instead of, you know, after it's already out of out of hand. Uh, let's go next to the good chef. Chef, uh, you, had, you had some good keys to be on Twitter. I believe I used one of them in the show. Uh, you can elaborate on that one or you can uh, give us a new one. So you're up. Yeah, I, I'll stick with that same key to V. You know, it's really we're so banged up, but – if we can come together as a team, I think we still have a lot of pieces that can strike fear into Oklahoma state because let's be honest, they're not healthy either to, to, I mean, to say the least, I mean, nobody in the big 12 really is healthy. Um, But if we can balance out our, our team and use our weapons, especially if Adrian's not playing spread the spread it out. Like we did in that that second quarter was just so beautiful. I know we're not supposed to bring up TCU, but if we could spread it out like we did in that second quarter, I think we can be very effective and not get so one-dimensional, whether that's feeding Deuce or DJ or running the ball straight up the gut, but being balanced so we're not like Quinn Ewers uh, for Texas throwing 49 passes and completing 12 of them. Yep, I, I I love that one. That's why I included it on the main uh, game preview show. Also, check out Cocaine Willie. Everyone who is listening to this live, participate, go over there. I believe you guys are having uh, Philip Slavin, who is the host of the 1012 pod and the godfather of the 1012 network. Uh, so make sure if you're listening live to participate. And if you're listening to this on the RSS feed, Please go check out Cocaine Willie, where all great podcasts can be found. Let's go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, what is your big key to be for some? Uh, I think we're just going to have to have some young guys really step up and make a big-time impact. Um, obviously, we're getting down in depth, and I think we just need to really – just a big breakout game by either you know some sophomores or freshmen that haven't played much. Um, that and force some turnovers on defense, apply pressure to Sanders and make him turn the Good deal. I uh, I was just typing some stuff in the chat. I like that one very much. Let's go to the Linksman. Uh, the Linksman, what do you got for your big key to be? This might sound like a cop-out, but I don't mean it to be like an easy way out. I just think it's find a way. Like no one knows, you know, who all is going to play or how many snaps everybody's going to play, how it's going to look like, but just like no one's going to remember if you do find a way to win the game. And so it can look ugly, it can look pretty, it can look whatever, but just find a way, um, you know, like it may have to go back to, you know, the old, you know, Bill Snyder offenses of, you know, don't let Spencer Sanders have the ball if that what it has to be with some of the defensive injuries. 
I mean, it just like I said, it could be, you know, pound it with quarterback power or whatever. I mean, I don't I don't care what it is. Just find a way to win the game. No one's going to talk about it afterwards as long as. That is 100% true. Let's go to Aaron. Aaron, what do you have uh, for your big key to be? Yeah, I'm going to focus on one of the areas of the team that's actually relatively healthy, all things considered, our offensive line. I think from the start of this game, our offensive line is going to need to play well. So, again, controlling the line of scrimmage, getting positive plays, our offensive line has to show up on Saturday. That is very true, and uh, ironically, after you know them being the hurt unit early in the season, I think you're correct. Them or the uh, defensive line probably are the healthiest. Uh, and even then, I mean, I think I think Felix is a little banged up. I think Nate's a little banged up. So I think offensive line is the healthiest. And if they have their, I'll, I'll say this. Here, here's here's a prediction. This is not a hot take. This is. Uh, a pretty yeah no shit Scott comment but if the offensive line has their best game of the season we win this game so there's my follow-up to that we'll go Jeff and then Colorado Cole Jeff what's your key to be I think my key to be is uh <clears throat> the offensive coaches have got to come up with a great game plan I was looking at the last three games with OSU and I mean I would say 10 out of the 12 quarters have been terrible offensively. I mean, 20 last year, 2021 and 2019 were just never got on track offensively. It felt like, and then I think the first half in 2020 was, was the only time we really looked good. And then the second half of that game, as I kind of remember was when it just went down the crapper, but I think we gotta, we gotta come up with something. They just seem to have our number. Um, and are able to shut us down and we need to get over that and we need to, we need to come up with a great game plan and, and execute it. I hear you. And, and I agree. It's, I was looking at the, the Winspedia page uh, between Casey and Oklahoma state. And I did not really like what I've seen the last handful of games. I did. I did see something on Twitter I think this is the 69th game, a very nice game between the two teams, but only the fourth time that both teams are going to be ranked. I did not fact check that. That doesn't seem like it should be right, uh, but if it is right, that's I'm um, you know pretty wild. I, I might I might fact check that instead of doing my job tomorrow. So nobody tell my boss who I don't think listens, but maybe does. I don't know. If you're listening, that's a lie. I'm doing my job. All right, Colorado Cole, uh, what do you got for your key? Yeah, I think this is going to be a game where we're just going to have to grind it out and take the punches. Um, I don't really see Oklahoma State being a team that we can really pull away from. Um, So I think we're just going to have to grind it out and not sleepwalk through a quarter or we're going to lose the game. Um, But ultimately I do think it comes down to the line of scrimmage and how that's handled on offense and defense. And that will determine how the game goes. Yeah. I I think the, the offensive line for Oklahoma state is pretty uh, banged up. I think they might even be on like their fourth string center. So uh, we need, we need, uh, you know, not to, you know, maybe someone can take this as their uh, pick to click, 
But big Eli Huggins, Uso, uh, D. Hence, we're going to need some uh, big time plays from our big boys going head up with their centers. Um, so let's let's get two picks to click. Uh, gave some options if anyone's on the fence. Uh, hey Zeus, whenever you're done at Chick Fil A, let me know and we'll get your keys to be as well. But let's go to Chef. Chef, who's your pick? To- we're going to need a lot of people to step up, and I think. I, my God, you know who I'm going to pick. Actually, if Julius Brents can't get his hamstring in order, which I hope he can, because he's, I mean, he's been playing really it, good. It, this sa- season. it sounds like he will be good. It sounds like he's yeah. responded well to the uh, to the treatment he's going through an extended stretch period before and after each practice. So. I think he's going to he, he's going to play at least forty to fifty plays. I think he will, but the thing about hamstrings that scares me is that they flare up real easy and they're easy to re-aggravate, which scares the hell out of me. Like if we were playing, like if if Iowa State was this week or uh, West Virginia or something like that, I'd he'd probably sit. But it being Oklahoma State, I think he's going to try to give it a go. But my pick to click is actually going to be Jacob Parrish because he has ascended. He was like basically the fifth corner behind Jordan Wright, who's going to uh, redshirt, and Omar Daniels. And as a true freshman, he is the third corner, which is incredible. And I think he's going to have a game where he's going to get his name in lights. Picked a- I mean, he almost had a magnificent interception down at Fort Worth, so – I like that pick. I like that pick, and I hope he clicks. Let's go to Coley Dub. Coley Dub, who do you have? Uh, um, that was a good pick by uh, the good chef. Um, I'm going to go with – oh, man, I'm drawing such a blank right now. Um, Gavin Forche, whoever – or Gavin Forche or Nick Allen, whoever comes in and fill in, fills in the screen spot. They're going to have to play the best game of their career, and hopefully we I think Forche actually will be backing up Austin more unless uh, he's learned Daniel Green's spots uh, this week. I think, I think it's going to be Nick Allen and Bo Palmer uh, behind Daniel Green, so I, I, I don't think it will be Gavin Forche, but hey, you, you never know. I would like it to be. I actually, I've been, I've been relatively surprised with uh, Gavin the last, uh, last couple games. So I, I've liked what we've seen from him. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Jesus. Uh, we'll get uh, your key to V and your pick to click. Now that his uh, dinner, the bag has been secured. So what do we got for key to V and pick? I think so. I think we need to make Spencer Sanders uncomfortable. Um, so my key to V is get that O line going get some pressure on him and uh, the, the in conjunction with that um, because of, I think it was a shoulder injury or some kind of arm injury that he was uh, battling. I think uh, in our, that some of the worst defensive or defensive we can defend are the longer range ones because from the last few games, it looked like Spencer Sander was overthrowing or underthrowing them because of this injury. So I like the looks of that. I think it'll be a fun game to watch, um, but really if we can put some pressure on him, make him, force him to make some bad, bad decisions, 
Um, I think that, that would be our key to be. As far as pick to click, I don't have an answer prepared, so I'm going to uh, pass this one. <laughs> I hear you. I think, I mean, if I had to do a second pick to click, I would do a, somebody on the defensive line because we, like you said, we need to get pressure on Sanders bad. It's, it's really the only chance we have because blitzing without Duke has been shown that it's, it's not that good. We need Khalid Duke out there, but he's got to sit the first half, which sucks on a on a targeting call which was the good call oh yeah i said offensive line but yeah i definitely meant defensive line i'm sorry <laughs> you're good man and chef thanks for uh stepping in there i i was on mute uh you know that's an old school live show trope from me so thanks for stepping in there let's go with let's go uh aaron for pick to click aaron who do you have yeah, so building on uh, Chef's point there, my pick to click is going to be Nate Matlack. Again, another player that was was banged up a little earlier in the season. I think he's healthy, as healthy as he's been all year. Uh, really showed some good flashes, good signs of life against TCU. A nice little homage to the good chef with the chef's kiss to Duggan. So I look for Nate Matlack to have a big game on Saturday. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's go with uh, Ema Elvis next. Well, I was going to pick Nate also because I think we need to to make Sanders run for his life and make a lot of mistakes. Uh, I think he's going to throw some picks. But uh, I I think I will say that Khalid Duke is going to make up for his his sins and have a fantastic second half i'll take it i i will take it if if he has a big second half i'll uh i'll i'll forgive him for that uh needless targeting penalty uh let's go with the linksman then colorado i'm gonna go with sammy wheeler um hasn't probably been the best as good as we have wanted him to be blocking this year, but if Benson is not able to go or give as many snaps as what he has, then, you know, I think that he can step up in that area. And I feel like there's always a big tight end catch and run in the Oklahoma State game. You know, I remember in 2020, um, there was one where he broke down the east sideline there, um, almost tied the game or gave us a chance for the two-point conversion there. So I think we're going to see one of those from Sammy Wheeler this week. Let's go Colorado Cole, and then we'll end this one with Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I think I got to go with Will Howard. Um, I don't really see a scenario where Adrian Martinez plays. I'll be surprised. Um, You know, he kind of showed what he's capable of a little bit. I think he's going to be coming home, and he's going to be prepared after a week of practice with the ones, and he's going to go out there and sling. I'll take it. I'll take whoever's playing quarterback. I'll I'll take them slinging it. And then Jeff, wrap us up with uh, pick to click. Yeah, I'm gonna echo the same thing with Will Howard, but I'll just also kind of go back to what I said earlier. I'm gonna say Colin Klein. We've got to have a good play mix on that one touchdown in the TCU game that Deuce broke free. I really felt that that was set up because of our incredible passing game, and we were just we were ripping them a new one. 
when Howard came in. If we can do that again, I think that will just help immensely and get get deuce free, and we'll really make the uh, offense a lot easier to to run. I like that one as well, and I also like my Charlie Hustle Wildcat crew neck. I think anyone who has braved the uh, the Bosco's Boys episodes, they've heard me tell the story about how I ended up down in Texas in that 90-degree heat rocking my Charlie Hustle uh, crew neck sweatshirt because I made a mistake packing my bag. But guess what? I got compliments the entire Saturday down there in Texas because it is the most stylish, the best-looking, and most comfortable officially licensed K-State product in the entire world. Shop at charliehustle.com or here in Kansas City on the Country Club Plaza as well as select retailers in the Manhattan, Kansas area. Okay, let's get a score prediction, uh, and then we will end with the uh, we will end with super specific predictions. Uh, so we'll start with score. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll stay with Chef leading us off. Chef, what are you feeling, my friend? What what's the score going to be? Oh, it's so the injuries is where it's at. I think. I think it's going to be a tight game, another stressful game. I don't think anybody's going to stretch a lead out. So I'm going to go 31-29 Cats. Heart attack, Cats, baby. Uh, we'll go to Coley Dub. Coley Dub, what are you feeling with the score? Similar scores, the good chef. I'm going 34-31 Cats. And if Tennant gets beat out at kicker this week, I think whoever comes in is going to kick a game-winning field. It will be interesting to see who kicks that first field goal or extra point. Uh, Zentner and Leighton something. He's a true freshman. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, uh, unsure of his last name. Sounds like uh, the, the exact quote, I believe, from Chris Kleiman is, it's not a full open com- competition this week, but it is a competition. So whatever that means. Uh, we'll go Emaw Elvis. Emaw Elvis with 38-27. They're going to score the lowest point total that they've had all season. I like that one better than everyone else. 11-point win. I like that. Uh, we'll go to the Lynxman. What do you got for me, score? I'm going to go to 28-24 Cats. All right, 28-24 Cats. We'll go Aaron. K-State, 27. TCU, 23. Oklahoma State, sorry, 23. Yeah, I was going to say. Got him. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. All right. uh, No, I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll go Colorado Cole. I'm going to say 28-21 Cats on top. Are we going to even get one game in the 50s this this year? Uh, yes, we will score 50. And our- All right. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, what do you have score? Uh, this is a tough one. I hadn't really thought about it until you mentioned it. It sounds like they're beat up too, so I don't even know who's playing. But I'm going to go Cats 28. And I'll just go 27 for OSU. Hey, whatever, whatever's the dub. Uh, hey, Zeus, what do you got for me score-wise? All right, so I'm thinking 31-28 uh, 
K-State on top. But it's not going to be that close of a game. We're just going to have a few mistakes, but we're still going to come out on top. Oklahoma mistake, garbage touchdown at the end. Yeah, something like right. that. Something that Missouri would do. <laughs> All right, they might get a pass if it's a, if it's that close and not not down like thirty like Missouri was. But I, I like that. I like that. All right, we got Nick back up here. Nick, we're going to get your key to V, your pick to click, and your game score. So oh, I hope you have all three. Yeah, so key to V, obviously, uh, be consistent both offensively and special teams. We need them to show up. Defensively, uh, we just need to make tackles. That was the name of the game. And just don't blow coverages. Uh, picks to click, I mean, shoot, my guy K Warner came in clutch. Uh, he finally did it. Um, I, I have a big game for him this week. Uh, his up, his reps are going to get up. Uh, he's going to get more catches this year or this game. And then uh, I think Malik and Phillip are due for a uh, special teams uh, kickoff return or a punt return. So um, that those are my picks to click. And then my score predictions, I think I'm going with the Lynxman, uh 28-24 Cats. I love it. I love it. All right, now it's time to show your creativity. It is time to get your super specific prediction. I want to give a shout out to my dad. It wasn't the K-State game, but I made it back for uh, the second half of the Chiefs game in Topeka after coming back from uh, Fort Worth. And he straight up called, uh, you know, about five to ten minutes before it happened, that safety that the Kansas City Chiefs got. So he got his super specific prediction in that game, right? So let's see if anyone can get theirs here. We're going to start with the good chef, Andre Napier, one of the co-hosts of the Cocaine Willie podcast. Chef, what is your super specific prediction? Man, this one is a tough one because I think we see a total of four quarterbacks play in the game, all with an attempted pass and a, a field storming whoa a field storming i man i i think for a field storming it, it would have to be like a wild ending i don't know if i don't know if just like a 30 to 21 win you know with the cats i don't know if that's gonna i got it 31 29 i know i know i, I was so, going with my, so are you gonna have are you having a score like last play of the game Maybe Ty Zentner kicks the game winner from 60. I mean, okay, if that happens, then, yeah, the, the, the field field's getting rushed. So uh, that would be awesome. Because I think, at least in my lifetime, I think we might have rushed it once during – well, l- l- let me rephrase this. During my consciousness, like, so in games I straight up remember – it was the 98 Nebraska, the 2000 Nebraska, and then like 06 Texas, and then 2012 Texas. Um, what about so, what about 19 OU? Oh shit! Yeah, 19 OU happened. Good call. I don't. I can't believe I forgot that. That was a homecoming game. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Chef's right. I want Chef to be right. All right, let's go with Coley Dub. Coley Dub, what's your spe- super specific prediction? Our uh, true freshman kicker, our guy you, we were just talking about, Leighton Simmering from Rosemount, Minnesota, is going to kick a 42-yard field goal 
from the left hash and hit the game winner. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. God, I'll be shitting myself if it actually comes down to that. Uh, Ema Elvis. Will Howard will throw four touchdown passes in the first half, just like he did down at TCU. Well, he didn't. They weren't all touchdown passes, but um, he's going to throw four in the first half and two in the second half. Sign me up. Sign me up. All right, we'll go Linksman. I'm going to go similar to email. It's just a little different. I think Will Howard's going to put his best. Skylar Thompson, Adrian Martinez, big game performance, and end with four rushing touchdowns. Whoo! All right, all right. Uh, let's go with Aaron. Yeah, mine is going to be that Brock Heward and Jason Benetti are going to do the bare minimum amount of work required as a national broadcasting team. They're going to understand which players play for which teams. They're going to understand the difference between coach peak versus game planning. They're going to be a professional broadcast team in the booth. Yeah, so obviously I was at the game, but it sure sounds like uh, Brando and uh, his buddy were not very good last Saturday. And and again, Scott, it started in the morning, right? Love Pat McAfee to death. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Come on. Come on. Nobody on the set corrected the guy. Okay. All that research that goes on, the Adrian Martinez story, it started in the morning. And then during the game, I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing. I mean, Brock Hewer, Jason Benetti, that, love those guys, right? That's my specific prediction. Just be professional. That's all we Benetti's good. I, I like him. I like him. We'll go Colorado Cole, then Jesus. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say that uh, Mike Gundy complains about the band again to the refs, and he throws a fit, <clears throat> and in turn, it causes himself to get a penalty uh, from over-complaining about You know, I I... You know, I th- I think there's a lot of folks from the whole Wabash sh- situation who uh, were frustrated with uh, Frank Trace. Um, honestly, I'm not a student anymore, so I tried my best to stay out of it. I had some uh, – I-, I mouthed off a-, a couple times, but whatever. I'm not a student. My opinion shouldn't matter. But if he wanted to redeem himself with anyone who uh, is not a Frank Trace fan, being over the top uh, with the band – and then full-on fist-fighting Gundy, I mean, how hilarious would that be? I mean, I would pay money talk about that. legendary stuff. All right, let's go to uh, Jesus and then Jeff. Special teams takes it to the house after a kickoff. I love it. That's a good one. Uh, we'll go Jeff, and then we will end this one with Nick. I will go with uh, Deuce Vaughn puts us ahead for good on a 20-yard touchdown run out of the Wildcat formation. Woo, out of the Wildcat formation. How many tweets will happen before that ball even gets snapped, though? That would be be great, but sign me up. Last time he was in the Wildcat, we took an L to Texas, so I don't ever want to see that again. I know. That's exactly why, like, I think it would probably be a – a thousand tweets before the play even happened. 
Um, but whatever. I don't. Jeff had us winning, Chef. So you know what? I'll shut up. I'll be quiet. I, I mean, I'm if, fine with if it. If Deuce Vaughn, I'm fine with it. If Deuce Vaughn turns into what was that? Cadillac Williams from Auburn and just runs Wildcat oh. <laughs> all game. I mean, I'll take it. I'm not going to fight it, but you know, it just I just have Deuce Vaughn running into the back of Noah Johnson for a minus one yard on a third and two. Like it just kills me. Yeah, a little PTSD. That's fine. Uh, we'll go with Nick. Uh, super specific, or yeah, super specific prediction. Will Howard will have a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. And Jake Rubley will not throw in or. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. So that is all we have. So I'm going to say to everyone who is currently here off stage, I'm going to do a rapid fire basketball question with everyone. And you have until the, until Jeff, Jeff will be last uh, to request to come up and go rapid fire to end the show. If no one requests, then we're going to end with that. If you request, you'll get the chance to go uh, rapid fire throughout the entire thing. So we're going to start with Nick and move our way down. The basketball question is, go on the record. Who leads this team, this K-State Wildcat varsity men's basketball fight and Wildcats team in scoring this year? So, Nick, who's going to lead the team in points? All right, all right. That was quick. That was quick. Chef, what do you got? Noel. I mean, experience is going to have the ball in his hands more than anybody else. I think he'll. I think he'll average like fourteen and a half. All right, Coley Dub. Um, no, I can't. I can't think of his name right now. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Naquan Tomlin. There you go. The the three favorites. Uh, all going back to back to back to start us off. Ema Elvis, who are you rocking with uh, leading the team in scoring this year? It's KJ. I mean, I'm watching an NBA game in the background. I mean, he has a big year. He, he's getting drafted. So I like that one. We'll go Linksman. Such a good question because I could see all three of the people named being, you know, mid to low double digit. Um, points on average, but I'm going to agree with Cole and say Nate. Aaron, which one of the th- big three are you going with? Yeah, I'm with Cole and Linksman. I got to go Naquan Tomlin. I mean, this is only going to be his fourth year or third, third or fourth year playing organized basketball. That'd be wild. And That'd I mean, wild. I think he also plays a position where it's probably our deepest unit. So, I mean, I just don't see him being on the floor as much as Noel or, no, I, I mean, KJ. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think him and uh, Keontae Johnson both can play the same role. That's why, like, if I were answering this, which I guess I can, I would go with Marquise Noel. Uh, so I'm with you, Chef. Uh, we'll go to Jesus, and then Jeff is going to finish us off. I would normally say, based on like looking at statistics and, and gameplay from their last seasons, I would say KJ. But he's never played in such a prestigious conference like the Big 12. He's played in what, – what's that other small conference in basketball? can't remember. But he, he's never faced the type of opposition that he's going to face this year. So I'm going to have to go with Tomlin. Jesus, I'm smiling ear to ear at that. Uh, but what's wild is if you if you truly look how the Big 12 stacks up against 
the rest of the nation in basketball, it's not, it, it is not even close. So I, I know you're saying it a little bit in jest because he was in the SEC, but quite frankly, uh, you're not, you're, you're not that far off. That's closer to being 100% accurate than being a joke. So I, I appreciate the way you laid that up. That's true. That is absolutely wild, but true. We'll end with Jeff, and then we're going to call it a night. Jeff, who is going to lead this basketball team in score? I'll go with uh, Marquise Noel, um, senior leader, veteran on the team. Never met a shot he doesn't like. I'll look for him to be the team. And just want to say I'm really getting – I'm more excited than I thought I would be for basketball this year. I thought this year would just be kind of a – Let's just get through it, you know, get Kang's players in here. But hearing all the excitement, you know, from some people calling us dark horses to maybe win this thing, I'm, they're getting me, they're sucking me in. That's the best part about being a fan. I can't wait for that exhibition game on Tuesday. So anyone who was late to the live show, and then I'll just say it again for the folks who are listening. The live show next week, we will not be talking football. We will be doing an instant reaction to the exhibition game on Tuesday. That will then publish on the podcast feed on Wednesday. The game preview for the Texas game will publish on Thursday, and the whip around will publish on Friday. So a little bit of a shakeup in the recording schedule next week. But I listen to the folks who voted on Twitter. I am a courteous and kind cult leader who still allows democracy on occasion. So that will be the show schedule next week. I hope everyone watches on ESPN Plus and then joins us for the live show, instant reaction to the first exhibition game in the Jerome Tang era. So that is all we have. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Manhattan Brewing Company and Charlie Hustle. For my good boy co-host, Chauncey Bosco, the Wonder Pup, and all the Boneheads, we love you guys and go. Meet me at Finkel Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, then meet me at the Cadet. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight, fight, fight. Ba-da-da-da-da-da, ba da 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 ba
Podcast Network.